from around the world. This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. We were standing in a disused building in the undercity of Portland. Byron was standing before me with his hand held aloft. Hovering in the air before us was a creature that looked to be half-human and half-reptile. The creature lashed out, trying to break free of whatever force the pale man was holding him in. You want to tell me why you're following us? Release me, or I'll feed on your pasty flesh. Come on. Did you really need to go there? Feed on my pasty flesh? I assume I'm supposed to feel intimidated by this. No, no, please don't. I have so much to live for. I was a little intimidated. Guy's kinda creepy looking. Shut up, Bates. Stuff it, grumpy cat. I am not! Ah! Oh, for the love of creation. After what you two did last night, I thought you'd be over this by now. You told him! How could you tell him? I didn't say anything. He must have guessed it. The walls are paper thin round here, and Bates here is a screamer. Kept me up half the night. Uh, That was Kate, actually. I just tend to- Bates, not now. Please. Yes, Catherine is quite right. We have bigger fish to fry at the moment. Now, where were we? Oh yes, feeding on my pasty flesh. Release me at once, or die. Not until you tell me what I want to know. No chance, pale man. The realms will fall into ash before I speak. What's he talking about? No idea. Don't care. I just want to know why Alligator Shoes here is following us. Forget it. I'm not talking to the likes of you. I find your lack of faith disturbing. (laughs) See what I did there? Cute, right? Uh, not really. Do you honestly think Star Wars is appropriate right now? And besides, you used Vader's quote wrong. Possible, but I've always wanted to say it. The right opportunity is so rare. Now then, for the last time, why are you following us? Bite me, pale man. Bite? No. Tear and rend? Yes. With that, Byron turned his hand into a fist. In a scream of agony, the lizard man's arms were ripped from his body. (laughs) Again, why are you following us? I... I won't... I won't... You know you're just making this worse for yourself. Byron then twisted his hand. In another agonizing scream, the lizard man's right leg was ripped from his body, falling alongside his two dead arms. You know, he's gonna bleed out soon. That's his call, really. I can replace his limbs easy enough, though. But not before he tells me what I want to know. You... you can hear me? Oh, easily. But there is a cost, of course. The pale woman. She's put a price on your head. Paying anyone to find you. Why is this woman paying to find me? I don't know. I just needed to find you and report where you were staying. I see. Oh, thank you. 
Ending the interrogation, Byron opened his fist. The lizard man's body disintegrated, raining down in a spray of blood and small meaty chunks. I, uh, I thought you said you were going to heal him. Yes. Never was really good with this spell. It seems I got this part wrong. Oh well. It's clear we can't stay in Portland below any longer. Lizard Boy may have reported our location. So, where do we go now? We're not far from the Hawthorne District. Good a place as any. The Hawthorne District? The Coven-controlled Hawthorne District, Byron? They're not known for being very hospitable to strangers. They're not. Point of fact, they tend to be very nasty to those who invade their territory. I knew about this one fellow who... Well, never mind. Voodoo Donuts isn't too far away, and I'm having a craving. So, needs must as the devil drives, and all that. Come along, you two lovebirds. Please don't call us that. He's never going to let us live this down. This is all your fault, you know. Hey, you're the one who crawled into my bed. I was cold. How was I supposed to know you were going to put the moves on me? The moves? Do people still say that? Besides, you're the one who started the kissing. Then you tore my shirt open. You weren't complaining at the time. The truth of the world is... All those stories you hear growing up about haunted houses, creatures that stalk about in dark forests, zombies, vampires, werewolves, even garden gnomes. They're real. They're all real. They're all out there in the world since the dawn of history. From birth, they are trained to hide themselves away from what they consider their greatest threat. Humanity. Humans are not known for sharing the world very well. Not even with their own species. Greed, fear, intolerance, and hate, these are some of the more dominant traits that make up the human race. If humanity ever discovered that other races share the world with them, the resulting chaos could destroy us all. Yet there are those who know the truth of the world, what really goes on in the shadows around us all. We are called the Watch, a secret order born shortly after the fall of the Roman Empire. Our task is to observe, to record the activity of these other races, and should any of them ever pose a threat, we then are tasked with eliminating them. After all, these creatures were not born through the will of God. No, they came into being from angels who fell from heaven and mated with mortal women, who later gave birth to atrocities. But I would not learn any of this. Not until one night when I was 16. At the time, it was just my dad and me. My mother had died during childbirth, so he was all that I had growing up. Not that I minded. We certainly lived lavishly enough, my dad ensuring that I didn't want for anything, both physically and spiritually. He was a good man. And a wealthy one. How he'd gotten that rich, I didn't know. I always assumed it had something to do with Wall Street or big business. It wouldn't be long before I'd learn the truth. Grail, this is the best you've been able to come up with? With all due respect, the records you have on this man are spotty at best. It has taken a lot of work and resources. I've had to call in a number of old debts to get as far as I have. But we know all of this already. Um, not everything, Father. This, for instance. 
the fall of the Roman Empire. Yes, we know he was the cause of it. But why? You never knew why. The records document he did cause the fall, but they never went into why he did it. We've had a number of theories, but I assume you've discovered the real reason. Oh, indeed I have. Here, read this. This is... not possible. I thought the same thing until I dug a little further. Sadly, it's all true. Then, Christ's great sacrifice... It wasn't for our sins. Then what was it for? I don't know. Uh, Not yet. I'm looking into it. If this information were to get out, it would change... Well, it would change... It would change everything. The very foundation upon which the church and the watch are built upon. It gets worse, Father. How does it get worse than this? I'm afraid the Order have found out about this as well. The Order? How? They have spies who have infiltrated some of my network. Somehow they were able to get copies of this information. That's not good at all. Their Calvinist superstitions will drive them to... I'm afraid they've already started. I've received reports they've killed a number of people. They're hunting down anyone connected to this project. All to ensure this information stays quiet, no doubt. Yes, I've learned they're burning their captives at the stake. Burning them alive? Why? It's their belief that by burning people it will purify their souls before going to heaven. (sighs) Such a barbaric view. It's hard to believe their ancestors were once part of the Watch. Well, when the Church of England broke from the Vatican, a chism in the Watch was inevitable. We'll have to step up our security at the chapter houses. I am concerned about you, however. I have enough protection. Don't worry about me, Father. My daughter and I will be quite fine. I certainly hope so. You can't just go in there. He's having a meeting with- Dad, can you please tell this armed goon of yours that I can see you when I want? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were in a meeting. I'm sorry, sir. She just barged right in. That's all right, Joshua. Father and I are finishing up. And you must be the Catherine Grail has been telling me so much about. Yep, that's me. Well, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance at last. However, I've overstayed my welcome and need to be off. I'll see myself out. You'll hear from me soon, Father. You never told me you knew a priest. Ah, well, you've never asked, have you? How was school today? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Slow and boring. I see. Are you still reading that? Are you still reading that, uh, what was it about the boy wizard? You mean Harry Potter? Dad, I finished all those books eons ago, and I'm still mad that Hermione ended up with Ron. She totally should have ended up with Harry, but whatever. No, now I'm reading this new vampire romance book that just came out. It's kind of cheesy, but everybody is reading it. Vampires? Yeah, it's about this girl who falls in love with this vampire who, even though he's like a hundred years old or something, still goes to high school. And the vampires can go out in the sun, but they sparkle like they're covered in glitter. Sparkle? (laughs) Believe me, Catherine, if vampires were real, they wouldn't sparkle. How do you know? I just do. Why don't you run along? I'll join you for dinner shortly. Yes, Dad. No offense, sir. We have it on good authority that some vampires are known to sparkle. Yes, I know. I just hope her interest in this is a passing fancy. Vampires are a threat, not something to be idolized. Their romances tend to be on the abusive side. 
but enough of that, Joshua. I want to make certain that the guards are doubled on the grounds and all entrances. Doubled? Could we be expecting trouble, sir? Possibly. I hope not. Dismissed. Very good, sir. That evening started off like most others. Homework at 5.30, dinner at 7. Our chef even made my favorite meal that night. Macaroni and cheese with little bits of hot dog mixed in. Considering we had one of the best chefs in the world in our kitchen, it made my dad roll his eyes at the thought that this became my favorite meal, as opposed to the rich tastes of filet mignon, foie gras, and beluga caviar. (laughs) Still, if I had known this was going to be our last meal together, maybe I would have tried some of those truffles with white wine sauce that he loved so much. I spent the rest of the evening in my room with that stupid vampire book. Despite its popularity, I still don't understand the hype. The characters were bad and the writing was worse. But all my friends were reading it, so I swore I would knuckle down and finish the thing before I went to sleep that night. Which is why I was still awake to hear the gunshot. At first I thought it was thunder, but I realized it wasn't raining. And then came the second and the third. I jumped out of my bed. I was not certain what was going on, only that I was scared. Suddenly, the door to my bedroom was smashed open and my father came stumbling in. Catherine, get away from here! He betrayed us! He... He betrayed us. Those were the last words my father would ever say. For in a moment, a fourth crack of thunder would split open his head and he would fall at my feet, dead before he hit the floor. Dad! I fell onto my knees in front of the body of what used to be my father. I was so numb that I didn't even notice when someone else walked into the room. It wasn't until two legs filled my eyesight that I looked up into the face of my father's killer. I'd wish you a good evening, Captain. But it's clear it's going to be anything but that. What's going on? You and my dad were friends, and you killed him! Yes, yes I have. And even now, my men are setting fire to this house. Fire? But... but why? I liked your father. Really, I did. When my master informed me of what he had done, I knew what my men and I had to do. God is more important than you, your father... Or even myself. With that, Joshua raised the gun that he had held at his side and clicked back the hammer. What? What are you doing? I'm sorry, Captain. It's what your father has discovered. I can't let you live. You may know the great lie. Oh, you mean the lie that said my father could trust you? Because other than that, I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't matter. It's a risk those I represent can't take. Believe me, this is not personal, child, but it is the will of God. I think not. A stunned look snapped upon Joshua's face. He looked down at his chest to see a red stain spreading across his shirt. He chuckled for a moment, then fell face forward onto the floor. 
A moment later, Father Cathal ran into my room. He looked at me. Are you all right, Catherine? What the hell is going on? A cult known as the Order has attacked all of our chapter houses in this area. When the attack started, I tried to call your father to warn him. When I did not get an answer, I brought a team over to investigate. I'm sorry we did not arrive sooner. Grail was a good man. One of my best agents. Agents? None of this is making sense. Why would Joshua want to kill my dad? To kill me? No doubt Joshua was a sleeper agent for the Order. He and his men must have infiltrated your father's establishment. He's probably been observing your father for some time. But why? Because your father worked for us. Catherine, I represent an organisation known as The Watch. We safeguard the world from threats you could never imagine. Your father was part of us. In fact, your whole family has been associated with The Watch since its origins. My whole family? No, no way. Someone would have told me something about this. Dad would have told me something about this. He would have, one day, when the time was right. Sadly, it has come much sooner than it should. What does that mean? It means you have to come with me. We will teach you what you need to know and keep you safe. Safe from what? You killed the man who killed my father. What else is there to be safe from? The Order, for one thing. They know of you now. If they learned you survived this night, they'll keep hunting you. So, what can I do? Let the house burn down. Let them think you died here tonight with your father. I can't believe any of this is happening. I know it's a lot to take in, and I sympathise. When I discovered the truth about the watch when I was a boy, it was a night vampire slaughtered my whole family. Vampires are real? (laughs) Yes, they are. And some of them do indeed sparkle. But that's a discussion for another time. Come now, Catherine. We need to get out of here. And that is how my childhood ended. In the fire of my home. But like the salamander who gives birth to the phoenix, I was reborn in its ashes. I would understand the unspoken truth of the world, and I would fight the darkness within it. I became the Watch. It was my mother, my father, my life, and I would dedicate all of myself to its cause, its vision of God's will for humanity. That is until the Pale Man came into my life. Is that Captain Crunch on the top of those donuts? They are called the Captain, my Captain. It's a true delight. Also something of a diabetic nightmare, but hey, it is forever. Must I heard you do. Believe me, Catherine, everything dies. It's just a question of when, where, and how. Why are we here, Byron? I'm not a big fan of donuts. Although that one with the bacon on it does look a little tempting. I'm waiting. Waiting? I always feel uncomfortable when you say stuff like that. Pale man! You have violated our territory. I take it this is what you've been waiting for. Spot on there, Bates. Nothing gets by you, does it? This is going to sound cliche, but take us to your leader. You seek an audience with our coven's high priestess? I do. The high priestess remembers you, pale man. 
She remembers you very well. She has not forgotten. I kept my end of the deal. In return, she agreed to assist me with a certain... endeavor. Endeavor? Ha! You abused her trust in you. Abuse? That's such a harsh word. Either way, I do need to speak with her. Oh, very well. But there is every chance she will simply have you and your companions killed. <laughs> Sounds like business as usual for us. You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles, Season 5, Episode 6, Cornflake Girl, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were Mindy Rast Keenan as Catherine, David Alt as Byron, Peter Cat as Bates, John Specht as Grail, Michael Hudson as Father Cathal, Dave Morgan as Joshua, Carissa DeWitt as The Witch, and Kareem C. Cronfley as The Reptile Man. Music by Shadows Symphony, Byron Theme by Kai Hartwig, script edited by Rick Myers. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. I'm Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. Hey, Billy, why do you look so down? Aw, Dad, I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. <sighs> Gee, Billy, when I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy, horror, satire, and lots of action. Wow, that sounds great, Dad. Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. <laughs> there is Daddy-O! Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Roxbrocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour. And now there's... Twisted Pulp Magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices! That is what it is! Look! Whoa! Dad, this looks awesome! Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome! You definitely have that right, my good man! <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Mary! My pleasure, Billy! And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye! Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine! Available in dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere! Or at digitalvaudeville.com! That is D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com!